Hello, and thank you for joining Women of Color Advancing Peace and Security. My name is Ashley Burrell. I'm the Secretary of the Board for Women of Color Advancing Peace and Security. We will be producing monthly podcasts featuring women of color in the peace and security field. So please visit WCAPS.org regularly for more details. You just heard the president talk about the U.S. withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal. And there's been so much happening this week um, from the Iran nuclear deal to now we have a date, time and place for the summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. And we have with us in the studio who to break this all down, Barbara Slavin. She's the director of the Future of Iran Initiative at the Atlantic Council. And also we have with us Dewardrick McNeil. And, you know, Dewardrick's been with us several times already. Dewardrick served in the Obama administration and the Pentagon, where he worked on China-related issues. And he's also former director of the China program at the Brookings Institute. And also he just returned from China. So he's got a lot of things to uh, share with us about the president its upcoming summit. And also we have with us on the phone, a former ambassador, Bonnie Jenkins, who served in the State Department where she was coordinator of threat reductions programs in the Bureau for International Security and Nonproliferation. Thank all of you for being with us, especially thank you so much, Bonnie, because we know your time is very tight. And so I want to get from you just very quickly, your immediate thoughts on both the withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal, because you were in the, the Obama administration when that deal was put together and also share with with us your thoughts on this upcoming summit and what role or impact the president's withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal might mean for the upcoming summit. Uh, Thank you uh, for the introduction. And I I guess I'll I'll, I'll be brief uh, um, for both issues. First of all, regarding the withdrawal from the uh, the Joint Conference of Plan of Action, uh, an agreement with Iran. Um, I, my, my history. I should, I should, I should preface it by saying that uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time uh, in, in my career really focusing on nuclear nonproliferation issues as well as chemical and biological nonproliferation issues. So, with that as a background, I think you would probably understand that I'm. I was very much in favor of the JCPOA, particularly in light of the fact that it wasn't that long ago that we can recall the international situation and international concern about the intent uh, of Iran in terms of whether it was trying to develop a nuclear weapon or not. And, of course, Iran was saying that it was not, and we had, you know, uh, we had our our folks here at Intel and others saying that they were. And it was a very difficult time, and, you know, we we went forward with having an agreement uh, with Iran and with with other countries uh, that led to the JCPOA, which, um, as, you know, I think everyone here knows, that Iran was abiding by the agreement. It, it would, you know, we were having, you know, the I, International Atomic Energy Agency and our own U.S. intelligence that were clearly saying that Iran was abiding by the deal. So it's very disheartening to see that the U.S. decided to pull out, wants to go back with the sanctions that we, you know, we said that we were not going to impose on Iran. And, you know, I think that that will have implications in the Middle East and obviously in our relationships, our relationship with our European allies. So I am not in favor of that. I think it was a bad idea to do that. I don't think that there was justification for it. Um, as far as our relationship with with, uh, with North Korea and the upcoming meeting, um, it's hard to say, of course, what will come from that meeting. We all know what the U.S. would like to happen, which is a, a denuclearization. We also know that Kim Jong-un has said that he is in favor of denuclearization. There's a, uh, obviously uh, a complete denuclearization, he said. 
So we have to figure out exactly what that means on both sides. I think one would anticipate that the withdrawal from the JCPOA, uh, particularly uh, at this time when we're arranging our summit with North Korea, I think the assumption would be that it's not a good step for the U.S. to to be making at this time, uh, particularly when we want to be seen as a country that will stand by our obligations. Um, We don't want to be seen as a country that's sitting down and getting ready to negotiate um, anything on denuclearization where we will have to give something up in the process. Um, and, you do, and, you know, looking at what we're doing with the JCPOA. So it's not a timely thing. It's not a good thing what we did with JC, JCPOA. It's also not a timely thing. Uh, we'll have to see what happens, of course, and what the actual impact would be. But I would say I think general thinking is that it was not a, a good thing to do and it won't have a positive impact. Thank you. Uh, Bonnie, you, you again, you were there. And, and not only were you there, but even during your time in the administration, you, you took place in a number of actual uh uh, uh, nuclear summits uh, that were were put on by the Obama administration. Talk to us about what actually went into this, because this was not just a U.S.-Iran deal. There were other countries that were involved in this. So this was a painstaking process that took a lot of negotiation, a lot of man hours uh, to actually get this deal. And and many see this as this this was a starting point. You know, we had this deal in place and then it was something that the hope was we could build on this. And so now the deal has been scrapped. So just talk to us a little bit about how we actually got to the place of this deal. And now where are we? Uh, thank you. Yeah, you're 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 you know, totally correct in that. It took over 20 months to to come to an agreement with. Okay, well, I think we lost Bonnie. So let's go to uh, Barbara Slavin. Barbara is... Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, I I hear you now. Barbara's back. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. okay. Bonnie's back. I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, But as I I was saying before I got cut off, um, I mean, that you're correct about that. It took a long time for us to agree to to the JCPOA. It took over 20 months, in fact, to come to an agreement with not just Iran, but with other countries, the P5 plus 1, which is, of course, the U.K., uh, France, Germany, Russia, uh, and China. Uh, so it was not an easy agreement to, to come to, uh, but we did come to the agreement. Um, and so now we have to figure out what we do uh, from at this point on. Um, so it was painstaking, and unfortunately, it does uh, make it difficult for the future. There were parts of the agreement that was looking for ways in which, of course, we could increase trade with Iran. And part of the thinking, I, I believe, was that we would be able to, you know, also find ways to develop a better relationship with, with Iran uh, through the process of this JCPOA. So all of that's been lost. Uh, all of the uh, potential, um, what we could do potentially with Iran, not just in terms of uh, ensuring that they do not develop a nuclear weapon, but ways in which we could develop more of a relationship with them. Um, and so I think that's been lost now. Thank you. Now, now, Bonnie, I know uh, we've got about two minutes left with you, so I want to ask you two quick questions. Uh, how, how likely do you think it is that Iran actually pulls out of the deal, now that the U.S. has pulled out of the deal? And how likely do you think it is that Iran would actually restart their nuclear program? I, I think that depends on what happens. It depends on the, the discussions that they have with the Europeans. Uh, 
uh, discussions that they have specifically with Russia. I've been, I believe Russia and a few other countries are going to be um, coming to some agreements on some trade agreements with Iran uh, in the next few days. Um, so, and I know, of course, uh, the European countries and, and the rest of them want to continue the agreement, despite the fact that the U.S. is going to be uh, doing more sanctions on Iran. They're trying to figure out how can we continue this deal that they see as very productive um, and has been, you know, keeping a cap on Iran's nuclear weapons to figure out how financially they're going to be able to, in light of the fact that the U.S. is threatening to, you know, have sanctions on countries that um, and businesses that does work with Iran. So they have to figure, they have a lot to figure out. And so uh, a, a lot of what happens with the Iran and what their decision will be from now on at this point forward is going to be dependent on what other countries who are working with Iran as a result of the deal of the JCPOA can do. Um, my hope is that, of course, we don't want Iran to continue to resume uh, a nuclear weapons program. Um, so the likelihood will be, will be dependent on the relationships. And I'm sure that the other countries to the JCPOA outside the U.S. will do whatever they can to convince Iran to stay within the deal because it's really beneficial for everyone. Ambassador Bonnie Jenkins, she served in the Obama White House, where she served as coordinator for threat reductions uh, programs in the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation. Bonnie, we thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining Women of Color, Advancing Peace and Security. Please visit WCAPS.org. That's W-C-A-P-S dot org.